Welcome to the Independent Practice Podcast, where each week we'll discuss ideas from recognized healthcare leaders and medical professionals for the independent medical practice. We'll tackle the technologies, regulations, best practices, and gain expert proven advice from industry leaders. Topics relating to revenue management, practice marketing, efficient office visits, telehealth, COVID-19, coding and regulatory issues, as well as navigating the new normal. If you're working in primary care, podiatry, or pediatrics, or any other independent practice environment, tune in, give feedback, or be a guest on the show. Now on to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Today we'll be talking about HIPAA compliance and cybersecurity. Our guest is Bobby Signaler, Senior Vice President and Founding Partner with HIPAA One. Bobby, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be here. So. If I'm a small organization, do I really need to complete a HIPAA risk analysis or have a a policy or procedure in place? You know, Chris, we get this question a lot from our smaller clients. We have a lot of clients, about 7,500 across the country, thousands. Uh, We kind of group into this smaller category where one spouse is the office manager, the other spouse is the uh, physician and the brother-in-law is the IT guy. And, and we do get that question, do I need to do this based on the fact that we're not a hospital, we're so small? Uh, the answer is yes, you do need to conduct a security risk analysis. Matter of fact, any covered entity under HIPAA is required to perform this security risk analysis. So we get the question, well, what, what's a covered entity? Well, to anyone who provides payment, treatment, uh, any operations in healthcare, so yes, an emphatic yes is the answer. Matter of fact, it will protect your practice and bring a lot of uh, continuity, you know, to your policies and procedures and the overall workflow and HIPAA compliance uh, and security of the organization. And if my EHR vendor is HIPAA compliant, does that just automatically make me compliant as well? It doesn't. So uh, there's a lot of opinions and misconceptions about uh, compliance. You know, we again, we get this question a lot. So common that HHS published to their website the top 10 myths. This is a fun one to go read. And, and one of those myths listed, uh, it's number three. It says, my EHR vendor took care of everything about HIPAA privacy and security. So NextGen does a phenomenal job of uh, implementing security protocols and maintaining uh, compliance. And I know that because we do their risk assessment. Um, they do a great job, but but that is next gen. There are things on a level within the practice that next gen has nothing to do with. You know your policies, procedures, your uh, your practices, and and you know the standards of practices within your own organization that they would have no control over. So again, keep in mind it is a good thing that next gen has done it, but that does not necessarily help you on your HIPAA compliance journey or checking that required box. I guess before we get into what I can do to make sure I'm compliant, maybe we can cover, you know, what are the most common HIPAA violations that that you see or that a practice would experience? So there are so many fines that are happening on a daily basis. And and these these audits can take place in in many, many ways for you as a practice. There could be a whistleblower. Uh, You know, one of your employees complains to HHS. If they do that, you will be audited. Uh, There could be a patient complaint that will also uh, solicit an audit from the Office for Civil Rights. Another way would be a breach. So regardless of how it happens, when they come into the practice and audit you, the first question they're going to ask is, do you have 
a security risk analysis. We find that's that's the number one. Um, and we find failure to conduct those security risk analysis, that seems to be the top of the list. The other is they don't implement policies and procedures. They don't have annual HIPAA compliance training for all their workforce. Um, those are some of the most common areas that we see practices getting into a little trouble. And I, I, I think they don't take it seriously until they get caught and experience uh, the uncomfortable audit from an external auditor and then the findings that it's up to $50,000 per HIPAA violation. And those fines add up real quick. Uh, there's a there's a site, um, if you Google wall of shame, HHS, they don't like to call it that. It's actually something a little more formal, but you'll see the nature of these breaches. They can be through email. Uh, they can be, uh, again, any of those that I mentioned prior, but it's not a fun thing to be able to notify the local news that you've had a breach of over 500, you've got to notify all your patients, and, and that can be very costly, number one, but also embarrassing for your practice. So it, it is important um, that you take the steps to mitigate that by getting your security risk analysis done and also implementing <clears throat> and updating those policies and procedures. And then the obvious question, I guess, is what can I do then to work towards HIPAA compliance? If, if those are my most common violations and my EHR is compliant, you know, then what, what else should I do? What should I work towards? So there's, there's quite a few things. Again, if it's a small practice, um, we see a lot, of, a lot of times the uh, office administrator is wearing a lot of hats. Somebody needs to wear the hat of HIPAA security officer. And, and this, in addition to their day job, so you can you can sense there's a lot to do. Uh, we hear a lot. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. How do we start? So if they will start with a security risk analysis, you should also do a privacy risk analysis as well. But those uh, you can you can do every couple of years. The security risk analysis is required annually, especially if you're participating in the MIPS uh, or meaningful use programs. It's actually a prerequisite to participating in those programs. So that's step number one. And what that does is helps you identify gaps. Now, we offer a software uh, that enables uh, small practices to do this and go through a TurboTax-like approach. There's also free tools out there, uh, HHS, but it, it is, uh, there's a lot of work that goes into utilizing one of those tools. It doesn't calculate your risk. It doesn't do the remediation planning, doesn't create a final report. So there's a lot of deficiencies there. But again, I'm doing air quotes right now for you, but it's free. Um, there is actually a cost associated with that, and the cost could be a breach. But if you're using software <clears throat> like HIPAA One software, get it done, get it done quickly, and it'll create that remediation plan. It'll identify and prioritize your high risks, your medium risks, and your low risks. It also uh, will identify those gaps. And if if you're deficient, you know, in in the policy and procedure procedure area we'll provide that for you. Uh, we, we implement this ongoing uh, remediation software program that, that enables you to uh, invite many, many participants into this experience, many hands make light work, so that the burden, again, doesn't fall on one individual. You can also spread it out over time. So you can do one or two policies in February. Let's do another couple in April so that uh, we're, we're tackling this big, laborious uh, process one one step at a time. So so that's that's key as you work toward compliance. And then what's important is that you're documenting these efforts. They want to ensure OCR, HHS, 
that you are moving down the path to compliance. You're at least doing something about it. And it's due diligence. That's really what it comes down to is due diligence. What efforts are you putting forth to show that you're securing your patient records? So that's that's really uh, a couple steps that will help you. And then also you want to identify your vendors that you're doing business with. If there's a breach through one of your business associates, guess who's liable? You are. So it's important that you utilize uh, a business associate agreement so that you have those protections in place. And you're also asking them, have you done your security risk analysis? You're, have, you're gaining access to our patient records, this protected health information or PHI. Um, what security measures do they have in place to ensure they're not going to have a breach? Because again, I'll remind you, if there's a breach through one of your business associates, you are liable to notify your patients, although it might be no fault of your own. So with the end of the year approaching and, you know, the requirement that we do a security risk analysis annually, is it really possible to complete, you know, the security risk analysis before the end of this year? It is. Uh, picture utilizing software, uh, TurboTax. If you go through the software and you answer, it's going to ask you several questions uh, that will tee into physical, administrative, technical, and organizational safeguards. I can answer no, I don't have the supporting documentation to all of those. What it's going to do is create a lot of risks and a lot of uh, remediation that needs to be uh, completed at another date. But yes, you can absolutely, if you started today, you could complete your risk analysis, which is required, by the way, uh, before December 31st, 2020. You know, I can complete it, but is there enough time to, to fix any gaps in, in my risk analysis that I identify? So you bring up an interesting point. Um, HIPAA compliance, is a journey it's not a destination and what what qualifies as being hipaa compliant because there really is no certification the fact that you've identified a gap in compliance put a corrective action plan in place to fix that you're now hipaa compliant even though you haven't remediated that item so it's kind of interesting it's the one regulatory requirement that you can be out of compliance yet still be compliant at the same time so that's very important uh, point you brought up there. Get your gaps identified. Let's get the correction action, corrective action plan uh, put in place. Even if we assign that uh, item that's a high risk item to January, February, March, that is okay. As long as we have a plan to to fix that, uh, you know, hole in the boat before we set sail, we get two thumbs up from the Office for Civil Rights. So that's that's a great point. And you recently covered a lot of this information a lot more in depth on a webinar with uh, NextGen. Can you maybe give me, uh, you know, let me let me ask that again. Um, NextGen. So you recently, you know, covered this topic much more in depth on a webinar with NextGen. Can you tell me a little bit about that and, and you know, what, what you provided and what the webinar was about? Absolutely. We do these webinars often. Some are educational in nature. Uh, when we get to the end of the year, we try to show what the software is, couple some compliance issues with how we do it by, by showing example of the software. Um, some are more 
uh, here's some things you need to do to stay out of jail <laughs> or or stay out of trouble and not get fined. You know, we will focus or hone in on email phishing, what to look for. So we have a variety of webinars that we've done, but the one uh, that we just completed a few days ago, this was more educational. What what do you need to do before the end of the year? What are some um, basic things that you can do to increase the compliance and security within your practice, but also check the box? for this meaningful use program or the MIPS program. This, again, this is a prerequisite. This is your reporting window to complete that. And you do have a deadline uh, of December 31st. So with help of NextGen, um, and the thing I will say, you get pricing uh, that's more affordable and cheaper by going through NextGen than you would coming directly with us. We've been working with NextGen for many, many years. And, and they're interested in your security and your compliance. And that's why this partnership was formed many, many years ago. And uh, again, it's neat to see a vendor. There's very few that do this, but it's neat to see a vendor that actually cares about their, their user base and wants to help the industry as a whole increase the compliance and, and data security and protect uh, our patients' data. A lot of fines. It, 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 these fines are not going away. Um, the breaches are not going away. The attacks are not going away. Uh, going away. We need to be more vigilant. The attackers have increased their uh, attacks over the years. We've got to be just as vigilant on our side and make sure we're prepared. And that's the intent of these webinars: is to give you little nuggets, things that you can do for free, and things that might cost you a little bit of money. And and you pick and choose. A couple things we throughout on the webinar, uh, we do have a free business associate agreement tool that you can use. Just by being a, a client of NextGens, it's available to you at no charge. There's also free COVID training. We've been dealing with this nightmare of a pandemic and those in healthcare have been giving, you know, blood, sweat and tears uh, and, and long hours to that. This is a way of saying thank you, but here's also a way to protect your practice. So that is available to NextGen users as well as that free COVID training. So uh, reach out to your rep uh, at NextGen. Let us know how we can help you. We're here and uh, excited to be working with you. Lots of great information and things to consider as we navigate HIPAA compliance and and regulations. And I want to thank you, Bobby, for being our guest today and HIPAA One for all that they do to ensure compliance. You know, with not just EHR software, but you know, the medical industry as a whole. Absolutely, thank you. It's been a pleasure joining. And again, we can't emphasize enough. We love what NextGen is doing for the industry and uh, appreciate our partnership with them. Yeah, and thanks everyone for listening and be sure to check out the full webinar that, that Bobby referenced in the podcast notes. Thank you everyone and thanks Bobby, have a great day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Independent Practice Podcast. I've been your host, Chris Beckwith with NextGen Healthcare. If you enjoyed this topic, click the link in the show notes get more information, or if you're interested in other solutions provided by NextGen, visit us at nextgen.com.